0: Hi, this is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. This is a podcast that I get to do on the weekly, hopefully, uh, with different members of the church community that I go to. And I love sharing their story. Maxim is a synonym for truth. um, And I love an alliteration. That's why it's Maxim and Marnie. So truth and Marnie, people's stories, sharing their scoop. It's not about a magazine? Nope, it's not the Uh. hot chicks on Maxim. But I like that you (laughs) have that connotation. Um, so we're really excited today to have Lisa Zollner join us. Hello. Yeah, hello. Welcome, welcome. Pastor thank Brian you. and I really like you because you listen to both of our podcasts. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> but I was saying Talk About God has tens of listeners because you actually listen. So thank you.
0: Yeah, You're welcome. You're in the background.
1: at work (laughs) but and now you know where it gets recorded yeah both of them
0: yeah you're in the heart of it well thank you for being here um I know Lisa because we do high school mentoring together um so I love that I get to have you on here and learn more about you so you grew up in Naperville correct so
2: I grew up in Naperville was born in Edwards Hospital and went to school actually at Wabonzi though, which I know is not as common around here. So that was the last person we interviewed. We went oh, to
0: really? the exact really? Same situation.
1: <laughs> she said I was born in Edward and I went Go to, to Wabonzi
2: <laughs> was know, awesome. I loved it though. I was ve- I'm very grateful I went to Wabonzi Looking back on it though, like I absolutely loved it. The music program there was great. Grammy winning. Yeah, and so like wouldn't it change it for the world. And so you did music there. Yeah, so I was I was the music kid. So choir, show choir, that was my shtick. Well, high if
0: you could sing on stage somebody's stuff, who would you sing? Like, if you were like, yes, I'm going to be Taylor Swift. I'm going to be Crystal Gale. See, that's Don't hard, know like why I went favorite, to Crystal like, Gale. My,
2: I could do like my three favorite bands on the spot. Go. Go. Beatles, Killers, and. Stevie Nicks.
0: Stevie Nicks would be who I would probably Solid. want to like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the What's her main big song, the one that I know? Landslide uh, would be, like, my Landslide. favorite. Landslide, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the one I know. Give me a little bit of it. No.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm letting you know the podcasts I have singing on it, they, they actually get a lot of really good data. <laughs> I
0: think
2: you'd get a lot
1: yeah, of you, should probably, you give us maybe a Maybe by the bit. end, you'll, yeah, maybe, that's what you'll take us maybe. out Maybe, because
2: I did it more because I enjoyed dance, so it's just why I did show oh, choir, and you had to be okay. in choir to do show choir. Okay. So it's like...
0: Yeah, and who uh, you had a positive high school experience? Yes, loved so you high had lots of friends, mm-hmm. and were you involved here? I was. So I
2: kind of like was one of those kids who had a bunch of different groups. Like I had my choir kids, I had my core group of friends, and then I had the church friends. Like I just kind of dabbled in everything. But it's kind of interesting now being an adult because I'm not really friends with any. Well, I'm like my two best friends are still from high school, which is fun. But Talk
0: about your best friends,
2: Kirsten Spayer, who's oh, yeah. from
0: church, the Spayers,
2: yes, and then my good friend Christine Dunn, who I met in high school.
0: And tell me about those friendships. How long have you been friends with Kristen Spayer? Kirsten Spayer, Kirsten, and I have, <laughs> it's a unique one. Yeah, we've
2: been friends probably five and four years old six and five years old really so your young. families were close yes so they moved into the neighborhood we kind of just hit it off apparently my mom has like images of us running around the church I think we just yeah that's
0: cool and so you both went <clears throat> to our saviors to uh, right no yeah. but I mean you both went like through the high school youth group mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. was that called when you were in it
2: Oh my god, it was ignition, but it was that last year. My freshman year it was when it was still at the main campus. And I wanna say it wasn't it wasn't called what well, logos. Okay. The logos. I think the first year. And then that's when they like revamped it and did all new stuff. And you had
0: Dan Byrne.
2: No, I actually had Jack Clayton and then Erica I can't say your last name, Wrinkler, who ended up moving.
0: Oh, as your small group mentors mm-hmm.
2: and who was the youth group
0: leader. Oh, Dan Byrne and yes uh Brad Creighton, yeah. Yes. And tell me about that journey and experience for you.
2: I loved it. I mean, I guess, to me, like, I very much was similar to everyone else's story. Went to church. Family went to church. To me, it was fun to go meet friends and everything. And, I mean, I guess we can just jump right into this now. This is where, like...
1: sorry. We're gonna. You're gonna have to come back to your other friend, or I'm gonna feel Christine awful. Dunn. Oh, Christine Dunn. So finish what you're saying.
0: <laughs> okay. But, well, then maybe <laughs> we could should do that so first. We could have drama okay. later. Do Christine <laughs> Dunn. Yes. No.
2: We actually met in my sophomore year honors English class, smarties, and we just. Smarties. Yeah. Mm-mm. I always felt like honors English was easier than the regular uh, English, uh, English <laughs> class. Well, <So>. English <laughs> I think it's all a spoof, but um no, we met so- and we're still friends to this day. Just, Where does she live? um, She's actually in Aurora. She's a teacher down in Plainfield. Oh. Yeah. So So you get to still do life with her. Yes. I still, I try to, I kind of like my Sundays now because it's ignition at night, but that's when I go out and either see Kirsten or Christine since they're still out in the suburbs since I'm in Chicago. Yeah. So my Sundays are like my.
0: All right. So circling back. Yes. So your experience.
2: Yeah. So definitely went to church more so to see friends, the whole spiel that you guys have probably heard a lot from you know you grow up you can go because it's convenient and you know it was always fun for me my parents had their core group of friends here that I always looked up to they were like my second parents always kind of came just to like see the people um and then if we want to I'm I'll just dive into it. Yeah. So my junior year of high school, I had a tap dance teacher who got hit by a train and died. Huh. Um, and that was kind of when I started questioning mm-hmm. the whole spiel. Because mm-hmm. the first thing people say to you is everything happens for a reason, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I don't like that. I hate it now. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. like, Because to me in my 17-year-old brain, which... I was starting to question everything. Sure. And I was like, no, like, you, a 25-year-old who is teaching and giving joy to children does not die for a reason. Absolutely, I Like, agree. and it was just so harmful in my brain. I don't blame the people. Like, if they're trying to be nice and everything. But I went, and then, like, a month later, my grandpa died, and then my dog died, and I was just like, I'm done. Like, uh-huh. I don't get it. I don't want anything to do with it if God is a puppet, and manipulating situations I don't like it yeah. I, and I and it's like I still wanted to believe but I was just yeah angry and I grieved for a really long time Absolutely. yeah and it took to kind of after college where I started being like okay maybe there's I missed something what is it you know, four years in that time, you grow up a lot, I think. Yeah, right. um, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, okay, there's too many weird things that happened with our saviors that, like, I need to go back to it. And I was like, well, the first place I went after she died was Ignition, and I remember just coming in and, like, losing it, mm-hmm. and Pastor Joe just, like, you know, continuously checking in on me. He was just, like, sat by me as I just, like, lost it in the gym in high school (laughs) you know and Jack Clayton always made sure to reach out to me in college just to see how I was doing and things like that and I remember I got a care package from care moms like the three-year anniversary of her death I was just like there's too many like eerie things of just like there's something to this community and the people reaching out to me and like too many eerie things where I was like I need to go explore this again, which is when I went to, as you were mentioning earlier, Marnie, where I was just like, I don't get it, but I know I need to come back. And I remember sitting down with Bobby and she was like, I just told her, I was like, I remember Initiation was where I kind of learned my, and found my faith in my community. I'd love to like be a mentor and give even, if I can even give an ounce of like what my mentors gave to me. Then so that I'd was like four it. years ago? Yeah. I remember, you know I remember
1: the moment. That you had that conversation with Bobby because yeah. Bobby came to me. Do you, oh, you no, want to hear I didn't the answer? Yeah. I, I don't know if I should share this, but I'll totally no, share please. this. I remember learning about you because Bobby's like, I think we should let her be a mentor, but we don't have a space. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah, you should let her be a mentor. Like I voted, like yeah. I'm like, just make her a mentor. Like, don't bump somebody out. Like, take mm-hmm. like so was that first year were you with somebody?
2: Yeah, they, like, moved me around to kind of, like, dabble into all the groups. That's what it was. Yeah.
1: And it, because there was no place for you, mm-hmm. but I'm like, do anything to get her involved.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, isn't that, that, that crazy? It's I kind of totally like like remember that. kind of like the weird, like, th- 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 there's something to it then, in my opinion. Because yeah. there's just so many li- little weird moving pieces. Uh-huh. And that's what ended up getting me to come back. And, like, thank goodness. Wow. Well, 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 and thank you. I love, because
0: yeah. I remember being at that kind of pre-mentor meeting and you coming in and... Um, Bobby was like, this is Lisa, and she's just going to be floating between your groups and kind of helping us mentor, blah, blah, blah. And then you really honestly were like, I don't really know what I think, and I'm really struggling with my faith, but I'm here because I want to continue down this Mm -hmm. path. (laughs) And I just think that's beautiful because I think sometimes you can't always think your way into believing, and sometimes you just have to take action, and those actions help change your thoughts and so I just think that that was a bold and beautiful move and I super respect and honor you for that well
2: because I do I think when you're becoming a mentor everyone thinks you have to like know the answers or you know at least have the answers for when kids are asking I'm like no like now looking back and reflecting on it it's like no you just need to be a good parental or adult Person in their lives that's willing to listen and be like, Yeah, life's hard, but like, yeah. let's talk about it this, and I'm, why. I'm
1: going to be so sarcastic in saying this so you don't have it all figured out. Yet. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still figuring out how to even just like do my taxes, Brian. <laughs> okay, go. <on>. Me too. <laughs> Basic adulting is a struggle on the basis. So, no, e- figuring it
0: out. Yeah, and I think that that would be a misnomer to think that about any member of this community. Mm-hmm. I even don't the think pastors. any, even. The pastors, I think, to even think <laughs> like, oh, they don't have doubt, oh, they don't have questions, oh, they don't ever feel insecure or have things that they're struggling with. We all have that, and so how silly to say, show up when you're ready, show yes. up when you've figured it out, show up when you're when you have a better understanding or your faith is stronger, you don't have questions. What a silly thing. Yeah, absolutely. What a silly thing. So, what has happened in the past four years on your journey? Take us on that road.
2: I think the biggest overall thing is how much happier I've been in general. Like, I would consider myself a pretty positive person. I think that's like the biggest change that has happened. I think I was always just like very a negative and doubter and so that was kind of where I was coming in into that mindset to me it's just like the Sunday nights are now like that's how I praise God essentially like I don't go to Sunday services I'm sorry that's not how I get fulfilled so like my Sundays are now ignition and that's where I get fulfilled in my religious weekly basis which I really like that but I think it's just the last four years have really allowed me to explore and learn with the kids. It's silly because, like, that's how I learned, too. Like, I Absolutely. always liked the children's message more than I've liked yeah. <laughs> the real message because I get it more. And yeah. I like having the conversation aspect to it.
1: Can I can I work with your I'm sorry part there? Oh, my God, always. You shouldn't. Like, <laughs> so let's that, get rid of some guilt. Yeah. So Jesus... Had 12 disciples and many other followers, yeah. but like they, they were together. The early Christian community, they were together. They broke bread together. They talked together. They brought their struggles and prayed for one another. I think that's what you're doing with Ignition. And just because we don't call that mm-hmm. worship doesn't mean that you're not a part of a worship yep. in a community. Yeah. And you, it, um, I think we miss acts like breaking bread communion together. But, um, that will always be there. Like, but, but don't downplay how you're connecting to your faith and living out your Mm -hmm. faith life with a community because that's what I think Jesus called us to do, um, if if Jesus came back today and saw how corporate religion, like the Christianity, was, I don't know that that was ever the intention of having faith communities over thirty people. Mm-hmm. So I at least want to like get I know, rid of. Got to get rid of some <laughs> guilt there.
2: I'm a very guilty person. I do always say sorry, but I think it's part of me too. It's just like it was incorporated in my brain of like it's not a bad thing, but like Sunday right. mornings, that's what you do. Sure. So like I do feel some.
1: And maybe at a different time of your life, but for right now, as you're taking this step back in, like, quit beating yourself up. I think you're doing a phenomenal thing by talking about your your faith life very openly, even when there are struggles, Mm -hmm. and walking with others as they do it, specifically teenagers. Awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. How many
1: other of your friends spend their Sunday nights doing that.
0: None. <laughs> well, and I think too, right, the tradition or the ritual of that Sunday morning, but like Pastor Brian is saying, like, this is your ritual and your mm-hmm. worship service. So I think that that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit to reconciling the loss of those important people in your life? Or have you come to a place of having words for that or having that framework in your world to put that in a place for anybody else out there?
2: I mean, I think grieving is always a continuous thing. I don't think it ever stops, but I think as time happens or as time continues, like the grieving gets less and less. And I guess to me, it's like, at least with Katie Lunn, that was my dance teacher who was killed. It's like, I, I mean, it's, there's a whole foundation for her and it's been really beautiful to just like watch like and I don't think she realized how much of an impact she made on a bunch of students she had like she had already done all of her like a year-end evaluation so I remember at the end of that year we still got like a written evaluation from her even though she had already passed and like I just think that Mm. always shows her character and the little things I think it's I don't I guess the reconciliation comes from just their legacy lives on, you know? Um, and that's kind of how I feel about that. And it's more been in terms of the rebuilding the relationship with God is like realizing, no, like things just happen and that's just life. God does not force things to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. that's created peace in me. I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm
0: really glad. I'm uh,
1: considering for my sermon this weekend, <clears throat> um, talking about, I think it's Dukkha or Dukkha. I don't know which one it is. I got to check in, but it's a Buddhist, um, uh, way of explaining that there's, there's pain in everything. Like, so there's pain in birth, there's pain in marriage. There's like, so even things that are good, there's still pain. It's present. And for me, I think there's wisdom in, in that, that teaching for the Buddhists because. Um, you don't go in saying everything has to go my way. Mm-hmm. You understand that Dukkha happens, like it's 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 present in everything too. And and so I I agree with you. Like it it, it just happen. Bad things happen in life, and it sometimes can't be explained anything more than that. Besides, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but what you shared there, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Dukka or Dukkha, however they say it. I don't know if I'm going to talk about it this weekend or not, but yeah. <laughs> but we talked about it right now. Yeah. As, a, as a Christian church, do I talk about a Buddhist <laughs> belief? I don't have issues with that no. either, but...
0: Yeah.
2: And I also think a lot of religions have
0: more in common than
2: Absolutely. we allow
0: to... Oh, yeah. You know, so... To live yeah. separately. Yeah. Um, talk to me about college and finding your career, and then finding a job, and finding where you are now. Because I feel like that path, <laughs> specifically the people that we get to hang out with on Sunday nights, um, I think is painted for them in a certain way. Yeah. And I know a bunch of them listen, and I think that you, I think so many people don't do that path that they're being told that they're supposed to be on, and so I would love for you just to share how you ended up here and, and how you thought you were going to be here and where you thought you'd be and all that kind of stuff.
2: I mean, I don't know. I never was one of those kids who, like, I, I always envy the kids who are like, I know I'm going to be a doctor. Right. Like, end a story. Right. Like, and that's what they go. like. I And I still don't have that, which I yes. still do kind of miss. Like, I wish I knew – like, even my friends who are, like, out trying to work hard in L.A., yes, they have five jobs, and no, I don't envy that, but I envy their passion passion to want to do something. Yes. I don't, I have not found that yes. yet, so I'm just starting Maybe with Maybe it's that. podcasting. Maybe it's <laughs> podcasting. I don't know. But I
0: think there's a real honesty in that, yes. that even in your <laughs> 20s, people don't always know what they want to be when they grow up, right. and that that might change. And so, yes, and I please wish I talk I could to shake.
2: that every teenager and even teenage Lisa and just say it's going to be okay because we put so much pressure on kids. And I'm wondering if like, I mean, I think there's a lot to do with all the mental health and like just the pressure of this society to know what you want to do, to get into a four-year college, to graduate. Like, and it's just like, no, even if you don't go to a four year college, you're gonna figure it out. Oh, like, it's and here's a bunch going of to debt. Be okay. Yes,
1: you're gonna be paying for for twenty years.
2: Yes, <laughs> <It'd be laughs> so unhappy. you went to Iowa. I went to Iowa. Yes, so and you I went graduated there for four, four years. years. Loved it. Would do it again in a what heartbeat. What was your favorite class that you took there? My favorite class I always took for fun because I was I was a nerd. I majored in finance, modern economics, and mathematics. Oh, so I was exciting. busy. Exciting. I know. Riveting. Um, but my favorite classes was I always took like a pass fail dance class,
0: <laughs> like, so just you to like throw it yeah. in there. Love dance. Yes,
2: even the classes I wasn't. I only tap danced growing up, so I took like ballet and lyrical just to like mix uh-huh. it up. But it was like that was to me was like my one hour of like cool. distress fun
0: classes. Would you ever want to work at a dance school? I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. You I don't would know teach. How to teach though.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I would have to figure learn. out how to teach, but yeah, you could
0: learn how to do that.
2: Loved Iowa though very much. Just I started out wanting to be a math teacher actually, and then took my first calculus one class and was like, "This is yeah. nope. I'm gonna <laughs> out. I don't chat want out. a math Somebody major. I, yeah. This is horrible." So yeah. I finished the minor, but went into the business school. And then just really chose a major that I knew I could get a job in. as right. silly as that sounds. Nope. It's like I knew it's I okay. had to just f- pick something. So I did finance, and as I was dabbling, figuring out what in the business school I wanted to do, that's why I ended up getting my economics major or my uh, economics minor, because I was just I was taking so many classes just to figure out right what I wanted to yeah. do. then it was like, oh, one more class for a minor. Sure, why well, did I
1: wanted,
2: yeah. do it? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I graduated from Iowa in 2015 and ended up starting my career as an underwriter for construction insurance, essentially. Um, in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, loved it. Um,
0: but a real boy's world. A I real remember boys you talking world. about that. Yes. The language. Yes, so a real experience. I think I as got a asked if I t- was
2: an assistant at least four times in my career there uh, because they just automatically assume, right which is really sad. But it is, I mean, it's and I don't want to like put I, construction workers work really right. really hard, but it is just still a male dominated
0: yeah, industry.
2: Course. And even if you show up as the insurance underwriter, so in construction, so it's actually called bonding. It's like it's called bonding, like an insurance bond. And usually when you go, you have the agent there, the construction company owner there and the insurance agent or in the insurance underwriter there. So it's always like these meetings of like all men and then like me showing up as a 22 year old yuppie who knows nothing. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but I learned a lot too. It's the first job learning corporate America. It was interesting because construction was never something I thought I was going to right. end up in. Um so then, yeah, I did that for four years. It was fun. A lot of little mom-and-pop construction companies, which was really fun. And then it's always fun when you're like, oh, that's my company building this road or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but then recently decided in the last, like, six months that I needed something new and different and was trying to figure out, do I continue on this career path where I have a steady income and, you know, steady route up the road or do I want to see if I can find something that more aligns with what I want to do the rest of my life. <laughs> I was like, I'm too young to like steady it out the right. rest of the way. Yeah, for sure. Toe. So ended up my brother works for a company called CCC and they do telematics for insurance, so those little things you plug into your car that reads all the yep. data and tells you for better insurance rates. And I interviewed there and got the job, and I start Monday. So I've been on this fun employment two-week. Not <laughs> I So what,
1: what will you do f- for them and with them?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to be what they call a customer success manager. So essentially I'm the middleman between the software company and the customers. So going okay. to the customers, teaching them how to use the software, getting their feedback, bringing it back to the team, looking at the analytics. How's the customer using it? How can they use it better? Cool. I don't know if it's my passion in life yet either, yeah. but I think it's going to open more doors and allow right. me to figure it out. So. And try
0: something new. Exactly. When yeah. you went to college at Iowa, big, big school, lots of fun, lots of reputation. Yes. Did you make <laughs> friends and a place for yourself immediately, or did it take a hot minute? So it took a hot minute. So Talk about that, because I feel like we've had a lot of our um, students come back and um, either at Christmas break or after that first year, a little disillusioned because Mm -hmm. everyone told them it was going to be the time of their lives um, and that all on easy street and all parties and all good time and the best friends. And maybe they didn't have that experience in the first six minutes. So like- first thing I always try to tell my
2: students when they're applying for college is college is what you decide to make it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can find your place in any college. And if it's really not the right college, it's okay to leave. Absolutely. So that's always kind of my first thing I tell the kids because I do thoroughly agree with that. And I was what some would consider a goody two-shoes in high school. I just was kind of a clean cut kid, didn't get into much trouble. Did you drink in high school? No, I didn't drink until college. Yeah, same. I mean, I had, like, a beer with, like, my dad. Sorry, Dad, if you get scolded <laughs> for that one. But, like, because he was very much, like, you're going to college having mm-hmm. your first beer. Like, I'm not letting you go to some frat party. <laughs> 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 Which, like, very dad Solner. But, um, so, I was actually, like, Iowa at the time was, like, ranked the number one party school. And I was actually very nervous for it. Sure. So, I was just, like, that is not my... M.O. Yeah. Um. But, so... I didn't know anyone who went to Iowa, so I was going, I mean, I think like three people from my high school went, which is kind of amazing now thinking of it. Because now
1: it's a lot more. Well,
2: it was cheaper for me to go to Iowa than it was in-state at Illinois, so I think Iowa's been playing and really recruiting out of Illinois, Um, and so I went. Looking loved it, but my first week I was like, I know no one. Right. I was rooming mm. with a girl from like Cedar Rapids, sure. Iowa, who knew her whole high school there, yep. and <laughs> she we she didn't really like me the first couple of weeks. Ended up being one of my good friends, but like it was just like <laughs> give it a minute. Yes, yeah. it was just like I remember crying at night and being like i have no friends i don't know what to do with myself i'm sitting alone at the dining hall Mm -hmm. but i remember also being like so is everybody else here yeah like good perspective yep (laughs) um and actually my sister-in-law is the one who called me because she kind of had a similar experience at illinois and she like called me one of those nights i was crying and was just like no like it's okay you'll find your niche keep an open mind which like me and her really good friends now, which yeah. is so sweet. Looking back on that, but I think I joined a sorority. I did that whole thing, found my group of friends there. I, you know, our dorm floor all got along really, really well. Mm-hmm. Which so is that was such really a gift. nice. That was a gift, honestly. I lived in once again going back to the goody two shoes thing. I lived in like the quiet dorm, sure, which is not the quiet dorm sure. by the way for <laughs> right. anyone going into right. college. Heads up. Yeah, it's actually usually the nicer rooms (laughs) and it does not exist as a quiet dorm, as you just said. Um, But it was a lot of like the girls who were sophomores that didn't do the sorority, So it was a lot of fun. Like it was different age groups. We went and did movies and stuff together. And then joining the sorority, I mean, I know a lot of people have different perspectives on that, but like. Best thing I ever did for
0: college. Which one? Uh, Delta Gamma. Okay. I think that sometimes in those big schools, that helps make a yes. smaller community for you to create a space for yourself. And so I, I think that's wonderful. And there's Delta Gamma. Yes. It's oh, the little. I did the yeah. sea
1: sailor thing. It's, it's mm. a sailor, but it's
0: really a
2: triangle and then the Gamma. You're oh, really okay. cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I guess I remember, and I even thought about dropping that because I was watching all the older girls go out and just get. Yeah, drunk. Yeah. I'll, I don't know what's allowed on the yeah, podcast. That. What is it? Oh, everything's allowed. That <laughs> ever,
1: ever since Kristen uh, Reed came on and cussed it up, yeah, yeah. everything's allowed.
2: Um, so, and they just go get drunk, and I was just like, I'm not that. I don't have friends in mm-hmm. this. And I remember, yeah. like, writing up my letter, and this girl, Katie Delois, reached out to me, and she's like, I'm not letting you drop. And I was like, I have the letter. She's like, meet me for coffee. Let's just chat, like, blah, blah, blah. And so we just chatted, and she's like, "I think you just need to give it more time. Be open minded. What a nice because, person! Yeah, yeah. And she, and because it was like, and like I was judging them right. for being what they wanted to be, right? Just as much as they were judging me for being not that. And she was like, "No, right. we need to like, Way to go. which is very, in, like looking back a on good it, growing like, up, yeah, a good growing up experience. And she was very much just like, just you'll find your group. We'll stick together." Mean you can go together to the events, like, and just was very sweet, you that's know. That's awesome, what so a gift she, she was. Yeah. So, you know, we'd go to the frat parties, and we'd go together, and, like, that's when I started, fi- and I did more of the philanthropy events, because that was always more fun to me oh, freshman love year. That. And then once mm-hmm. I got into the sorority
0: house... Yeah, I grew up too. shenanigans yeah. and yeah. tomfoolery and, and too. We don't judge. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Um, and so, tell me about growing up. What you have siblings? I do. So, I, a lot of people think I'm an only child
2: because my brother and sister are so much older than me. My sister's five years older than me, and my brother's seven. That's no funny. Cl- yeah, yeah. Brother, people sister, you and they live where? Earlier. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> what? They live where? Um, my brother and my sister-in-law are in Chicago, which is fun. Oh, fun. Um, was literally just at their place yesterday. Oh, and then fun. my sister and her husband moved to Vegas last year, oh. actually. Yeah. So they used to be in Chicago, but then got job opportunities out there. But yeah, growing up, everyone thought I was an only child by, <laughs> like, middle school because they were off in oh, college. God. That's going to oh. be my Natalie. She's going to yeah. be like that. <laughs> I loved it, though, because I got to uh, enjoy the family vacations that, you know, it it was really just, like, the parents wanted to go on vacation, but, like, they still had me. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go to nice places. Exactly. So, and, I mean, I'm, it's kind of stunk growing up because they definitely, like, were good friends, and then it was, like is the annoying so were you the baby I was the baby
0: In the, yeah. but would you say that you took on that personality you were the entertainer or was such a well you said five years I think they say seven years is a new family so you yeah. would typically be did you feel like you had that it's interesting because they they see me as more spoiled than I see
2: me well you know? sure yeah. I think that's
0: how that so goes I think- <laughs>
2: So I th- I would say they think I definitely lived up to that younger child row or you know personality. St- yeah. I'd say I was just smart about it. Like I watched them do dumb things. I'm not gonna do it that way. Yeah, type of, you know,
0: like. <laughs> but now you guys are close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Which you're is really fun. and your parents still worship at this church. Correct. Yep. I say I don't Correct. know them. Yep. So I know around. you. Yep. <laughs> and so they still live here. Yes. And are they retired? No. Uh, Dad's thinking about it. He's sixty three. And what do they do? My dad is a lawyer,
2: so he's doing that. And then my mom has always, not always, since I was about middle elementary school, has worked like part time accounting. Oh, so yeah, did she work where at church once upon money. a time? You, yes. Once upon a time, I She's think she also here. got confirmed at this church. Shout Sweet. out to there is a photo of her, and it's really funny. What's her name? Uh, Becky Zollner No, but what would it have been in the confirmation? Rebecca Faber. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Cool. Go find it. It's a hoot.
0: <laughs> She'll kill me later. <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she from grew- <laughs>
1: church listens to this.
0: <laughs> so you grew up in the area, and then yes. so did she. Yes. So she actually went to Naperville Central. Oh, mm-hmm. that's really lovely. Yeah. And so your parents have been married this whole time? Yes, yeah, so they met in college. And they went to where? University of Illinois. Man, it's a hot place to be. I know. And I so guess. they've been married for how long? 40-something years. Yes. Yeah though you don't know <laughs> yep we'll say happy 40th yeah <laughs> but so what would you say that you watch have grown up watching their marriage that you hope to have someday in yours
2: there's a I just have always found that you know they respect each other's differences and have learned to communicate off of that which I think is like a major that respect to how people think and react is a really I would love to have that first of all, just like that mutual respect for each other, and then, I mean, what do you mean the way they
0: communicate? Like, how have you, how do they communicate?
2: It's just like it's funny because I think they think very differently. My okay. dad's very quiet. My mom's very open, and uh-huh. she get like sometimes she'll get frustrated with him for quote unquote not having emotion, sure, sure. and things like that. But it's also being like, okay, no, that's just how he digest it's not that he doesn't have emotions he's just more internal versus external so it's that mutual respect of like the differences and learning how to grow with each other based off of that and number what
0: you were going to say something um brett (laughs) Brett and i went to marriage counseling one time and Mm -hmm. i remember her saying um after a certain point marnie all he hears is french Yes. And you need to stop and let him process it. And then you need to say, okay, once you've thought about it, then come back to me and then let's talk about it then. Because I would beat the dead horse and I would be in the corner like, oh, I missed this spot. Still painting with the dead horse's blood over here on the wall. Like, I'm just (laughs) going to
1: keep talking about
0: it. And she was like, he doesn't even hear what you're saying because it's too big and it's too much. And he quit listening. And I think my mom even once said-
2: Like, you know, everyone says, don't go to bed angry. Oh, no. Sometimes you need to go to bed angry. So when you wake up, you're like, this is not a big deal. The
0: counselor literally said to us, you need to go to bed and you need to sleep on it and give it a hot minute and then revisit it. And, you know, I have to say, we didn't do it a ton, but we've Mm -hmm. probably done it two or three times. Where then he has come back and I have waited. um, And it feels torturous to me, but... It's so worth it, it is, to me in the end. It's a clear thought process, and he has and, been able to have all the thoughts that I've already mm-hmm. had. Yes, and then it's a real, it's a better conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I remember
2: my mom even like instilled that to a different level. We'll go back to like teenagers and stuff because I was like in the boom of when texting first sure started, and I mean, first of all, girls with hormones should sure. not have texting. A text med- yeah, no, right. it's horrible. <sighs> Uh, just like the catty drama, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships and texting spiraling. And she used to just be like, you can stop. And I was like, no, I can't. Like they are expecting a response. Right. It's like, no, you need to put the phone down Yes. and walk away. And I remember being as like a 16 year old, like this is stupid. And now I look back on it and I'm like, sometimes you need to step away. That
0: was wise. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so jumping to, um, not that we're jumping because we just talked about marriage, but I'm just saying, um, wait, wait, (laughs) pause, pause. Your house was struck by lightning. Yes. Talk about that. That was weird. Um,
2: I was actually there. I was going to be, yeah, yeah, because I was going to go to Haiti that year. So I was at home getting big (laughs) suitcases because I don't have those in my little apartment in downtown Chicago. So I was there to get those suitcases and, like, take them to work the next day so I'd have them at home. Uh, So it was a Sunday night, I believe, and, like, around four in the morning, it felt like an earthquake hit, and bless everyone for being safe. It was just me, my mom, and dad at home, and because I kind of heard it. I kind of looked around, and I was like, whatever, and went back to sleep, and same with dad, and mom, like, was in the master bedroom where it was kind of above, she was like, I still hear this just, like, crackling noise and she would kind of got up she's like maybe a window broke maybe something and then she looked up and it was just like flames of hell <gasps> above her and um Aww. so it was just in our attic luckily um but woke up dad the power was out cuz everything had just got surged. surged yeah so luckily i had my cell phone on me <clears> so <throat> i was the one who called 911 you know whole big spiel firefighters firefighters everything and it's really eerie to watch that go down they have such a I mean, after they put the fire out, they're, like, they go through what they saw. So they saw a wedding dress. Luckily, it was, like, my sister's old. Not old, but, like, had already gotten married, so didn't really need But they were, like, on it. Wedding dress, boxes, whatever they saw that they knew were important. Like, they do that stuff first. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's really incredible watching, like, the process of, like, what they're doing. And then it's just, like, they let you in. You pack your bag. Your house is dripping water from the firefighters. And it's super just eerie and then like you get in hold of your insurance company and all of a sudden like an hour later people are boxing up every item of your like childhood home which was really weird and you can just see your entire house packed up into boxes and so that was like a six month my parents were out of the home i knew it was a
1: long time that's why
0: i'm like so you what gotta ask they this question. lived yeah. in an apartment hotel yeah
2: so they were in a hotel for a few weeks and then they were in It's over on, like, uh, I want to say... Do you know where the yellow box church is? Yep. Yep. There's, like, those condo houses across the street. So they were there for a while. Um, And so the whole house had to be redone. uh, Yes. So the fire only did the attic, but the water damage went Uh, all the way down. So... I mean did
1: you lose anything then or were the they able to save it The only
2: thing we lost was my childhood bedroom furniture and i was <laughs> so upset about it <laughs> cuz it's so I mean it was from like Pottery Barn or something but I liked it and I was like oh I'm going to pass this down to my kids yeah. one day but you know so no nothing I mean paper stuff got ruined but yeah. nothing like photos were all good and things like like we really got lucky Lucky and I remember my mom took this one photo we can bring this back to god and she like went up to the attic and took a photo and the wood had landed in the shape of a cross which like she is just like to this day like that's eerie too Mm -hmm. like so the first thing she saw after mass destruction essentially of this home that she has built for 26 27 Mm -hmm. years and she looks and just sees a cross with like the light coming in from yeah
0: the hole in the no. I can't believe that your house was on fire and you didn't know it. Yeah.
1: Or how lucky it is that your mom was safe. If it and was didn't ex- go back right. to
0: sleep. Yeah.
1: Because if she looks up and sees nothing but flames, like nothing fell on her.
0: Mm-hmm. But like, the heat, or yeah, like it's weird yeah. to me that it wasn't so like immediately you were no, aware that your house was on fire.
2: Smoke yet, where the alarms weren't going off or anything That's like so that. Crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel yeah. like the Nest alarms would catch that, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Let's hope. Nope. Super um, I got a fact check. Nope. Uh, yeah, fact check. So, um, so talking about you and where you're at in your life now. You just went to Ireland with a friend. I so to talk Iceland. about Iceland. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I meant Iceland. I knew Iceland. I don't know why I said Ireland. Iceland. Okay. So, and you went with a special person. So, yes. tell us about him.
2: <laughs> well, me and him have been dating about a year now. We were set up by a mutual friend. His name is Andrew. Um, his grandparents love Pastor Emily. <laughs> Do they live around here? <laughs> they go to Monarch Landing and participate oh, in their Bible study. I'm like, how does,
1: like, okay. That's,
2: That's so cute. Oh, his grandparents are, like, you can just tell they're, like, used to be the socialites. And so they love that, like. Getting know, out and being in a group. Yeah. 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 And so, but I think they also love that, like, Pastor Emily now knows me and are, like, trying uh-huh. to get, like, the dirt and everything, which is fun. But no, so we went to. Iceland, which, if you are a hiker and love nature, like you need to go. It's beautiful. Um, you really, you just like park the car, you walk 10 feet and you see a waterfall, or you walk an hour and you're in like a geothermic, like river that is hot because of cool. A oh, river
0: that's hot. Yeah, because of the. So you touched it, and when you say hot, you mean like, like a cup
2: of tea hot? Like you could sit in it, like bath water. So you like, you hike like an so hour crazy. and then you just. You know, get That's in your cool. swimsuit. And, and everyone this knows that McCool. the Vikings
0: called it Iceland to deter you. And <laughs> <laughs> Greenland's really Iceland. And yes. Iceland's really Greenland. Yeah. Did, where
1: did Beautiful. you learn that, Marnie? When
0: I was in elementary school at and <laughs>
1: no. in Amitazni Park. Oh, you know, well, where did you learn that? Did you ever hear that? I feel
2: like I just heard that, like, from my dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I learned that? <laughs> my, Mighty Ducks. And the Mighty Ducks, Gordon Bombay. Well, I for like sure. Maybe it's like Mighty Emilio Ducks two, 2 or 3. Yeah, they play Iceland and they're like, oh. yeah. And so uh, there's somehow that story I gets for sure told have seen the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. That's but probably I, Mighty Ducks 3 with like a USA. Maybe versus, I haven't
0: hit the MD3. But. That's so
1: strange that Mighty Ducks has come up twice today for me. So <laughs> Gordon Bombay, I might as well just buy the jersey. Everybody Sorry.
0: watch Mighty Ducks.
1: Did you see the Lutheran church in Rensh
0: Reckevik? Yeah, yes. Reykjavik. first of all, I totally
2: thought it was a Catholic church. Just because of no, a cathedral and, like and, well, the yeah, architecture. So I was like, it? it's a cathedral, and Isn't they spent a lot of money.
1: Crazy! That's awesome. <laughs> but,
2: so, like that was like my first thing, but yeah, apparently they were all. I was trying to read on it, so I might be sure. wrong because I'm not good at back right. facts. Teach but, me! I don't
1: know anything about so it. So
2: they were all like pagan and believed in like the gods and stuff, and then essentially had the Christianity takeover, and now are mostly Lutheran over there, which. Which I thought was
0: really interesting. Oh, that's so like never, Sweden,
2: yeah. But I never Sweden, I think I never is like ninety nine
0: percent Lutheran. <laughs> yeah,
2: which is just weird to me because I don't remember anyone else being Lutheran really. And before up. Lutheran, they yeah. were right. pagans. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, so it is. It's a beautiful Lutheran church, and Crazy. you can go up to the top and see the view of the entire city. Did you do that? Yes. Oh, that's. Cool. I have photos
0: I can show you later, Sweet. but um. Beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. Well, yay! And what do you like, Andrew? Circling back, nothing. Not <laughs> yes, like or do Andrew. you love Andrew? Both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what does he do? So he is a metallurgist engineer. Sure. So I don't know anything (laughs) about that. And does he have a faith or does he have a faith tradition that he honors in his life? So he grew up Lutheran as well, actually. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what he'd
2: consider himself, but I think he is still figuring it out. He doesn't necessarily believe in religion as like a construct. You know, he just sees it as like a
0: history fact where everyone was kind of fighting over, so you know. So not a journey that he is currently pursuing for himself. Yep. Correct. So that's an interesting dynamic in it your is. relationship. Yeah. Um... What else should we talk about before we let you go? This has been so great having <laughs> you. I've loved your story.
2: Good. I kinda just rant. So thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Would this be I've a podcast
1: like of your own? Would you listen to this?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean I have listened to them. I think it's a really Who great. have you loved? Like who have you really enjoyed or has spoken to you in your life? so
2: I loved listening I listened to Cameron this week and Ugh. then I also listened Yay, to Cameron. oh my god I can th- the Felbine. I don't know her, I can't remember that that first her first like. yes because I'm like I know her son so yeah. I listened to that loved hers as well just, yeah. And I listened to yours originally when it was on Talk About God. Oh, yeah. You need mm-hmm.
0: to listen to his um, when he, his most recent one Talk About God, he, they talked to a couple and they are of the sick faith. Um, but when I was talking to Matt Cassidy about that, he was like, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm like, well, I think a lot of people called Sikh. And he was like, oh, yes, yes yeah. the Sikhs. But they corrected on Talk About God and it is the sick faith. Um, but him and his wife was sharp and quick and funny and anecdotal. And yeah. they were just really relatable and um, unique and I thought it was fascinating. I think you liked it because finally
1: our podcast did what we said we were going to do, which is actually (laughs) interview people. So yeah. And And Lisa, we're going to get you on there too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I loved it. And Dave said that he really wants to do like a follow-up because I was like, yeah, there's he's like, my brother listened to all these questions and then I was telling Dave my questions. So I think you guys should do like a real follow-up and answer all the details that weren't touched on because there's a lot to talk about. Well,
1: you know what we talked about after the interview was over? we're we're out in the parking lot because we're all friends with Ryan Dangle, the comparative religion mm-hmm. teacher at um. Drain And so Ryan uh, or we're we're talking and we're like, you know, we should just all get together for a meal. And I'm like, absolutely. And they want yeah. to do like a friends giving. And Ryan has brought all like I'm texting with all these other people to get them on our show, but brought, Ryan's brought us all together, people of different faiths. And it's it's awesome. Like it's that's beautiful. Yeah. So see,
2: but that's what I love about both of these podcasts. It's one kind of like what you just said, you're like I don't know your parents and I'm like well that's cuz they go to, you know, the other church or e- the other campus, sorry. Yeah. And then, you know, like so it's a great way to just like kind of learn the names and, you know,
0: connect relationships. And we yeah. yeah, talk I love about it.
2: God. I think there's like I said earlier, there's a lot of faiths that actually have a lot of similarities of like, absolutely I think that's beautiful. And that's what we were doing yes. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Especially this is what we do. Growing up in Naperville, I mean, at least in Aurora, my high school was very, very diverse. And so a lot of my friends were Lutheran, and I just kind of learned that respect early on. But it was always interesting to me to talk. That's so beautiful. I think that's what this... I mean, world right now is missing. It's kind of what needs. it needs. Yeah. Kindness and talking I remember years ago,
0: Ted Turner was on David Letterman, and he said, I think that if everybody had a friend in another country, we would never go to war with those countries. Because if you have one person yeah. that you know and you have a relationship with and you think they're a great person, and this is a great country. And you respect their differences. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's the goal of this um, podcast, too, is to get to know each other, even within a community where we might seem really, really similar. We all obviously have super unique experiences um, in our faith journey, too. So thanks for coming out. You're amazing. Lisa. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.